Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. I'm coming to you today from Raleigh, North Carolina, where I'll be preaching on the university or on North Carolina State University campus later today. So glad to have you along as we get into the Word of God every day here. It's so exciting. We've been talking about reasons people walk away from the faith. We've gone through several reasons. Today I'd like to talk about the subject disappointment with God. You know, it's one thing to be disappointed with people. That's difficult. It's even more difficult to be disappointed with God, to feel that somehow God has let you down and you're, you're in life, you're, you're struggling. Does he love you? Is he there? Why wasn't my prayer answered? Why wasn't this good desire of mine fulfilled? Why, what's happening here? I found that often... The difficulty with disappointment with God is we have wrong expectations of God. Sometimes, as we know, God doesn't answer things the way we wanted or hoped or in the time frame that we hoped. We understand and we believe by faith that God has his own time frame. God has his own way of working things. God's timing isn't often ours. Of course, we're in a very, very fast generation, are we not? I Sometimes joke, we're, we're, we're frustrated at, at how long it takes the microwave to warm something up. And we're used to things being done fast. We're used to being able to travel around the world in a matter of hours. We're used to getting information immediately. And so sometimes it seems to us as if God is just moving too slow and we get disappointed with God. We have unfulfilled expectations. You know, sometimes those unfulfilled expectations it's because we have wrong motives. And indeed, disappointment with God can purify our motives. And it does purify our motives. In James 4, verse 4, James has said, You, you have not because you ask not. You, you ask and don't receive because you ask with impure motives, with the wrong motives, so that you may spend it on your own pleasures. And if that's the case, of course, our prayers are to be godly. Our prayers are to be God-honoring. They're not just to be, to be spending it on our own selfish pleasures. So we've got to be careful about that. And sometimes the lack of God answering us, sometimes God not coming through the way we hoped or wished, purifies and exposes our motives weren't good and pure. But what about when they are? What about when we, we, we our motives and desires are to see God be glorified? And we work hard and we pray hard for something that we really believe to be the will of God. And, and, we, and our motives are pure. Well, these are, these are difficult times. And when I think of this, our, test is faith, our, our faith is tested. And we've got to learn from examples in the scripture. Indeed, one encouraging thing is that every problem we ever face, there is someone in Scripture, who uh, exhibits and deals with that problem, and the person I think of here is um, is Abraham, and I'd like to read from Romans chapter four. Abraham, of course, had been promised a um, a son, and the son was going to be the one through whom the promises of God were fulfilled. This was no selfish thing. This was something that God had promised and was going to bless the whole the earth, bless all the nations of the earth 
through a son who would be given to Abraham. And yet now Abraham, the promise was made when he was 75 years old and his wife 65. And now the years had gone on. They'd done their part undoubtedly to have a child. And yet she was barren, had no children. And as time went on, how discouraging it must have been. How disappointing. Month after month until it was too late. Now it says the deadness of Sarah's womb. Obviously, she was past the time of, of, of uh, childbearing. And Abraham got up to being 90, 91, 92, 95, 100 years old. My goodness, you talk about disappointment. God had appeared to you, given you a promise, and look what's happening. Nothing. And indeed, they tried in their own flesh to try to do the will of God, fulfill the will of God their own way. But look, listen to the testimony of Scripture about Abraham. And ask yourselves, when you're disappointed with God, think in these terms yourself. Romans chapter 4, and we'll start with verse 18. In hope against hope, he believed, so that, that, so that he might become a father of many nations according to that which had been spoken, so shall your descendants be. Without becoming weak in faith, he contemplated his own body, now as good as dead since he's about 100 years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb. Yet with respect to the promise of God, he did not waver in unbelief, but grew strong in faith, giving glory to God, being fully assured that what God had promised, he was able also to perform. What an awesome testimony. He contemplated the facts. He was an old man. Sarah was an old woman. He contemplated what looked impossible humanly. Yet with respect to the promise of God, he did not waver in unbelief, but grew strong in faith. What did he do? He persevered. He hung in there. He didn't give up. He continued to believe God. He was tested. He was tested. And in the test, he ultimately he passed the test. And we talk about him today, thousands of years later. As a matter of fact, Christians talk about Abraham. Jews talk about Abraham. Muslims talk about Abraham. He is indeed one of the great figures in the history of the world. Why? What did he do? He persevered through a time of disappointment. He persevered in faith. With us, my friends, I'm sure Abraham was disappointed. I'm sure you and I get disappointed at times. I've certainly faced my, my times of disappointment, unanswered prayers. I pray for revival in our country. I pray when I go on a campus that Jesus would become the talk of the campus. I pray, you know, our church would grow. I pray for souls to be saved. I pray for disciples to be made. I believe my prayers are in alignment. They're in agreement with what the will of God is. And yet sometimes we work hard and we devote ourselves to things. And yet still they go, it seems like they go unanswered. There is another reality in life. And that is the reality of God's kingdom. Someday, someday we will be able to look back on our life from a whole different perspective. With the awareness of this other reality. With the awareness of of the heavenly reality, the eternal reality, where, where that which is now faith will be sight. And we'll be able to see 
that God knew what he was doing. We got to remember that. God knew what he was doing. And God was at work even when it didn't seem like it because he's always working. And that God was making a way even when it didn't seem like we could see a way. And God was active. Indeed, my guess is there's many things in life now you can look back on that were disappointing. And in fact, God used that for the good. I know I can. Some of my prayers that went unanswered, for instance, when I was living in San Diego, some of the prayers I had for my church, I wouldn't have had my current ministry on campus had those prayers been answered. And I look at it and I see God knew what he was doing. Friends, God knows what he, was do- what he is doing. If I could give you one last verse, it's in Romans chapter 9, verse 33. Now, different translations evidently translate this word a little bit differently. But I do like the way that the, at least my version of the New American Standard, uh, whatever year I have here in my Bible, it translates Romans 9, verse 23. And it says this, Behold, I lay in Zion, a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. He who believes in him will not be disappointed. Wow. That verse has often struck me, that if I'm disappointed in life, it reveals I wasn't really believing in God. If I'm disappointed, it shows that my faith was somewhere else. Perhaps my hope was in the giver, the gift rather than the giver. Perhaps my hope, my faith was in the blessing more than it was the blesser. And sometimes we realize this as well, that our disappointment with God is designed to draw us near to God. It says of Abraham during that time of when he probably was facing disappointment, he did not grow, did not give up his faith, grow weak in faith, but grew strong in faith, giving glory to God. Undoubtedly, during this time of waiting, discouragement and despair, disappointment, undoubtedly, Abraham was drawing closer and closer to God. So I can encourage you, and I can't, I can't promise that your hopes, maybe your hope for better health, better finances, better relationship in your family with your husband, wife, kids, grandkids, better hopes for our nation, better hopes for ministry, better, I can't promise any of this because I don't know and I'm not God, but I can say this, that during these times of disappointment, we can draw closer to God. We can get to know God. We can and we should press in closer to God, letting our trials press us close to God, not be a wedge that drives us away from God. And indeed, as God refines our motives, as we ask ourselves, what do I really, really want? We get to the point of saying, it'll never happen without God. And so we become more and more desperate for God and crying out and pressing in. So let your disappointments press you closer to God not further away. This is an important lesson. We don't learn it. We'll give up at some point. We will stop believing. We'll stop trusting. We'll be disappointed. Many people falling away altogether. Let's make sure that does not happen with us. Amen. Father in heaven, we pray today and we give you thanks and blessing. We thank you that you are, you are a God who sees, who hears, who feels, 
and who cares? Hallelujah. Thank you we don't serve a stone or a piece of wood that we've carved with our own hands. A God who has ears that we carve but he can't hear, has eyes but he can't see. We serve a God who does see, a God who does hear, a God who does feel, a God who does love, a God who does care. I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, that any on our live stream here or any we know and love and care about who are struggling with disappointment with you, struggling with why hasn't God answered or shown up or, or, or made a difference in my circumstance, help us, Father, to not grow weak in faith, Help us to persevere, to grow strong in faith, to give glory to God, to be fully assured that in your timing, at some time, you're going to work it out. Father, we do believe that if we could see what was going on in heaven now, if we could see what was going on in the unseen spiritual realm, we would realize there's battle, there's warfare, and we'd realize that you're in control. We'd realize you know what you're doing. We'd realize you're winning in the end. You will win in the end. Right now, Father, no matter what our circumstance, no matter what we're going through, we are reminded that in heaven right now, multitudes are praising God, angels praising God, the saints who've gone before us praising God. Lord, no matter what our circumstance, we want to join with that heavenly multitude. We want to be a part of it right here on earth, lifting our voice to praise you and to thank you and to honor you and to be part of those who, who now, for them, their faith has become sight. It's not yet that way for us, but we join with them, with this multitude, in praising our God. Hallelujah. Thank you. You will perform your word. You'll fulfill your promise. And someday, we believe, we will see you knew all along what you were doing. And so we give you praise. Help us, Father, persevere. Help us not lose heart. We pray today specifically for those we know who have. Lord, bring them back. Inspire them. Give them hope. Help them to, Lord, reveal to them if their expectations were wrong. Reveal to them if their expectations were selfish. Reveal to them if their expectations were only in what you would give and not in you. If they really were seeking just the blessing and the gift and we're seeking the giver. And Father, we will affirm today that more important than anything you would give us, what we truly desire is you yourself. And so we accept that sometimes you withhold what we seek because you want us to seek you. And we pray this, we bless you today. Fill us today with joy and faith. Might we give glory to God. Might we be strong and mighty for you. These are difficult days, Lord. These are confusing days for us. For many of us, these days are alarming days. I pray, Father, help us to be fixed, fixing our hope on you, and walking in the power of the Spirit and the joy of the Lord this day. And we pray for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Hey, thank you so much for joining me today. We get here every day. We come here every day. So I hope you come every day. We do believe to be in the Word of God day by day, in prayer day by day. God sees that. God knows you could be doing something else. There's other things you could be watching right now, other things you'd be doing. But giving God 15 or so minutes every day, like this, God sees it. 
God reward you. He knows you're here, and you're going to be a better person because of it. So thanks for joining me. See, Please come back tomorrow. Share this with your friends. And if you're new, make sure you subscribe, notify, leave a comment, and like the, like the video. And we will see you tomorrow. God bless you. Bye-bye.